0: Hello my friends, it's a beautiful spring day here in Haley, Idaho, and I'm feeling so happy about that. (laughs) It's the first day this spring that we've hit 60 degrees and it feels amazing. This is like the perfect weather for me to be fully soaking in the pause that I'm taking right now from airing new episodes on the show so I can focus on my health. And in addition to doing things this month that will improve my physical wellness, I've really been trying to make time for activities that will improve my mental and emotional wellness as well. I have some hobbies that have always been very important to me that I've been completely neglecting since starting the podcast and getting so busy with it. And one of those things is journaling. As you'll hear in this episode, I've always been an avid journaler. It's the way that I process feelings and experiences and capture them in my memory so they'll never get lost. And that's really important to me. It helps reduce my mom anxiety when I feel like I've written it down. Now I can never forget it. But I have not been writing much in the past year, and it's time for me to prioritize that again. And not because I, you know, quote, should, but because it truly brings me a sense of peace, joy, and gratitude in my life when I'm taking the time to journal. So I need this episode even more than all of you. And it's full of practical tips for prioritizing some form of record keeping, even at your busiest stage of life. I'm recommitting to doing that more regularly, and I hope that you will too. And also something that's pretty fun about this episode is that it was originally episode number two. So yes, super early on in the podcast, only the second episode I ever aired. So it's fun for me to listen to it now and reflect on how far this podcast has come since then. It has been the best ride ever. I love this podcast and I love all of you. This is episode 78 in encore of three easy ways to capture memories of motherhood. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways to make your family life a little better each week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I have a writer's heart and always have. I started my first journal at age seven, and I still have it. In fact, it's sitting right here in front of me. It's a waxy yellow three-ring binder with crayons scrawled across the front. Journal. J-E-R-N-E-L. By Rachel. About stuff. (laughs) inside are pieces of paper that I apparently pulled out of the scrap pile in my dad's home office because the back side of each page has a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo on it. My dad is an attorney. And the front side of each page has a truly spectacular drawing done by seven-year-old me and some of my deep thoughts and questions such as, today I'm going to a picnic What will I eat at the picnic? (laughs) So my journaling habit went on over the years and into my adulthood. And fortunately, my thoughts got a little more meaningful. And fortunately, I stopped drawing pictures. But journaling as a mother has become much, much harder. Because there's just so little time and so little quiet. But I honestly feel like this is the stage of life where it's more important than ever to capture my experiences. My ups and downs as a mom, how I'm changing and what I'm learning, what we're overcoming as a family, and of course those cute memories of my little ones who are growing up way too fast. But how in the heck can I squeeze journaling in? I don't know many mothers who have a couple of hours each week to go find a lovely field to sit in with their notebook. Fortunately, it doesn't have to be that hard or that idyllic. And today on 3 and 30, we're going to be talking about easy ways to capture memories of motherhood. So whether or not journaling is something you love to do, Or something that is hard for you or makes you feel guilty because you're not doing it. I think there will be something for you in today's episode. And I've asked one of my favorite people in my life to join me, my little sister, Laura Webb.
1: Hey, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on.
0: So Laura is a mom of two little cherubs. Luke is three and Alice is one. And she's a former high school chemistry teacher and now she stays home with her kids, but she tutors advanced math and science at night. So you may be thinking, a science teacher is going to be teaching us about journaling, <laughs> that does not make sense. And that is actually the same reaction that Laura had. Uh, Laura, do you wanna tell us what you thought when I asked you to discuss journaling on the podcast? I laughed, <laughs> I was like, um, why?
1: I am definitely not a writer. Rachel is the writer in our family. Um, I don't really even like writing, but I do like my life and I like trying to record it. So, um, you know, I'm just a busy mom, but I do try to take a few minutes most days to write down something um, that hopefully I'll want
0: to cherish. So I told Laura that that's exactly why I wanted her as the guest for the episode, because she is an everyday mom that doesn't even necessarily love writing. Because when I tell people that I journal or I encourage them to journal and capture their memories, I feel like they kind of don't take me seriously because they're like, well, yeah, you love to journal. Of course you do. You're a great writer. Um, I could never do that. Um, So I wanted Laura to come on today to tell us that even if you don't love writing, you can make it happen for your kids. And she has lots of great ideas of how to make journaling or recording memories in some form doable for the everyday mom. So even though she does not feel like an expert, Laura, what is your first tip for helping us to record memories of our kids?
1: Okay, so number one, I would say to use technology to help you as you try to record your memories. And I don't necessarily mean that it will be permanently on your phone or on your computer. Uh, Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But for example, I have a note that I just keep on my phone called things to record. And so during the day, if if my kid does something funny or if I have a thought about something that I want to make sure to write down, I just open up my phone and make a quick little note, add a quick little note to that list. It's just often just a word even. And it will just remind me later when I do have a little bit more time um or when i make time for it what i wanted to say and what i wanted to record mm-hmm. um so that's my a note on my phone is one of the biggest tools that i use
0: and you've told me that you even use siri to help you with that right i use it for everything right
1: doesn't everybody <laughs> I, I sometimes i'll even be driving and you know my 3-year-old will say something hilarious and i'll say remind me to write down what luke said about the the fire truck And she will, and she'll remind me, and it's amazing because I didn't even have to take my hands off the steering wheel, and I'll be able to remember that later.
0: Technology is really amazing, what it can do now, and it can help us in so many ways, and this is one of them. I have a friend who told me that she does something similar, but instead of keeping a note in her phone, she'll actually record a quick voice memo on her phone Or even just a video, like she'll record herself really fast telling the story or the memory. And I thought, oh, that's so priceless. She said she loves it even more than a little note because it has her inflection, her voice, her laughter as she's telling these stories. So she's going to just compile these voice memos or these videos for her kids as kind of an audio journal, which I thought was awesome.
1: Oh, I think that's such a cool idea too, because so often stories, it's all about half of it is how they're told, right? That makes it so funny. And I feel like often when it's memories of your kids, uh, you want to capture how they say things as well. So that's a really cool idea.
0: Right. And so cool for your kids and your grandkids to be able to hear your voice and see right. your expressions.
1: Right. That's really a cool idea. Um. So yeah, the note in my phone is my number one suggestion with that. But another thing is that I know that journaling like pen and paper traditional writing things down isn't everyone's thing. And that's fine. Um, and I feel like nowadays there's so many apps that can help you capture memories if you don't want a pen and paper traditional journal. So one that I use is chat books, um, which is different. I have a journal in addition to my chat books, but I love that you can change the captions to make them as long as you want. Um, which if you're not familiar with chat books, you should look it up. It's just basically a really easy way to print photos of your family, photos that maybe aren't frame-worthy but are fun memories that you don't want to forget of things you did as a family.
0: Yeah, and that same friend of mine, the one who does the voice memos, she, I feel like, is an excellent chat booker for her family because she doesn't just write, like, we went to the pumpkin farm today she actually will write um a little story about what happened or um she'll put a picture of her kid at like the certain age that she's at and then she'll write like a bunch of quotes that her daughter has said um and then that you know she prints the chat books and they become her journals and that's something that like she does on a more private family and close friend account she doesn't want the whole world to see those things But it's a great way to use technology to help you record things and also kind of kill two birds with one stone. If you're wanting to um, archive your pictures and journal at the same time, you can use apps like Chatbooks. And another really cool app that I recently heard about, I haven't looked into it, so it's not like I can vouch for it, but it sounds like an amazing idea, is called um, Keepsake, Q E E P. S-A-K-E. And we'll put all of this information in the show notes for this episode on my, on 3in30podcast.com. So if you're like, too many ideas, too fast, I can't get them all. Just go to the show notes afterwards and we'll have links to these different apps and also just like a little recap of these ideas. But Keepsake, um, they call themselves the Text Message Baby Journal and um so I guess it it texts you, the service texts you questions that you can respond to in a text. So it might text you and say, like, what is your baby doing today? Or like, what what new milestone has your baby hit this week? And then you can respond and even respond with a picture if you want. And it automatically goes into a little book, like a chat book style book. And then you can also text the service things on your own without receiving a text from them. You just have their contact in your phone. And if your kid says or does something cute, you just write it out really fast and text it, and then they'll add it to your book. I mean, it sounds like it could be a really cool thing and really convenient for moms. So if you're interested in that, you could check out Keepsake, Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E.
1: Yeah, that sounds really doable. That sounds really easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about before we move on from from using technology, I know this isn't like a revolutionary new app or technology, um, but the way that I use technology to journal is just that I type my journals um, because it's so much faster for me to type than to handwrite. And I think that some journaling purists might be like, oh, that's so that's so impersonal to type your journals, but, um, it's just so much easier for me to type it so much easier, so much faster. And then the, what I do is at the end of each month, I print what I've written and then I stick other things, I punch it and put it in a binder and I stick other things that pertain to that month behind those pages. So like if my son wrote me a cute note or I wrote my husband a love note or or something, um, or a program from my son's uh, school program or what, I don't know. All of those things I just put right behind those pages so that they're kind of in order, in context with the journaling. Because I feel like we all kind of have a box of cards and mementos where we, we throw things that are special to us in this box. But then those things just kind of gather dust and we're not even sure when we got them or what the context was for those memories. So I like to actually keep them in the binders with my journaling. And I feel like that makes it more personal because my handwriting is on those things. So even though my journaling is typed, my kids will still be able to see my handwriting on some of those things.
1: Yeah, that seems like a happy medium. And when Rachel told me this, um, I my immediate reaction was like, no way. I would never type my journal. Like I want I like handwriting it, Um, then I can carry it around in my purse if I have a few minutes. But I was thinking about it and I actually there have been periods of my life where I did type it when I knew I was going to have a lot to say. Like maybe if I was on a cool trip or um, when I did like a study abroad in college and I had so much to write about every single day. Whereas now my days are, you know not that different. Each day is kind of the same as the next. So I don't have as much to write. So it's not as overwhelming for me to write it by hand. But I think that um, if you are feeling overwhelmed by writing it by hand, then try it. Try typing and see if that makes it faster for you.
0: Yeah. And I'll include a picture on the website in the the episode notes of my binders and what they look like with that typed journaling and then the mementos right behind it. Because it's a system that's really worked for me. That's yeah, a good idea. So what is your second takeaway?
1: Okay, second one is to have a set time or trigger so that you'll actually remember to do it. Um, so I think a set time, people understand what that means. But what I mean by a trigger is um, something maybe unrelated that just reminds you of a task that you're supposed to do. So for example, this is totally unrelated to capturing memories, but my, whenever I sit down to watch TV, I fold laundry. Now, do I only watch TV when I'm folding laundry? Not necessarily. But my first reaction is to check, do I have any laundry to fold while I watch this show? So it's a trigger that helps me remember to fold the laundry so it doesn't get all, you know, piled up forever. So for example, um, you could have a routine time or a routine trigger where you just always automatically, it's a habit to pull out your journal. I used to do my journaling mostly during the sacrament portion of our church, which is like the quiet communion portion. Um, It was like you know, 10 minutes where I could sit and think and write down things that had happened that week. And now I'm trying to get my kids to be quiet and being attacked and being begged for snacks and it's not exactly a quiet pensive time anymore. So my new time is that um, as soon as I get my kids dropped off into their own Sunday school classes, I take the first few minutes of mine and just pull out my journal and write a few things. And if you're feeling bad for the teacher, it's my husband and I hear enough from him. So I can handle the first 10 minutes or so writing in my journal. So that is one of my like routine times when I always pull it out.
0: That's great. And I feel like those first few minutes of a lot of things aren't really that productive anyway. People are coming yep. in. Yep. They're kind of like giving the intro or whatever. It's like, use those minutes to write down your memories. Right. Um, and
1: one I've been doing lately on Sundays is both of my kids are still at the age where they nap. And so those hours are so precious to me. And during the week, I feel like I'm making dinner and doing all the things I have to do. But um, on Sundays, I try to, at least for part of their nap time, I try to transfer things into my journal.
0: Okay, that's great. And I have a friend who um, her trigger is anytime that she's waiting somewhere, um, which happens a lot, you know, so if she's waiting... In the doctor's office, if she's waiting in the carpool line, she's waiting for a friend to arrive if they're supposed to meet up for dessert or something. Um, And you start to get that antsy feeling, you know, and your instinct is to just check your social media. But my friend has she keeps her journal on Google Docs, which is also going back to takeaway one of using technology to help you. So Google Docs is linked, like you can access it anywhere that you have the internet. So she pulls out her phone while she's waiting and rather than just wasting those 10 minutes on Facebook, she opens her Google Doc of her journaling and just takes a couple minutes to type um, a few thoughts about what's going on in her life and what's going on in her kid's life. And then she'll just print that out from Google Docs and put it in a binder as a journal. Cool. So this is so amazing. Laura says she's not a great journaler, and why would she be on the podcast for this? But she writes in her journal every single night. Tell us about that, Laura.
1: Okay, I do miss nights, but probably 90% of the time at least. Um, our mom actually got us started on gratitude journals when we were young. I think I was about 12 years old. And it's just a one sentence, something I was grateful for that happened during the day, And, um, I do it just right when I climb into bed, that's my trigger. And I'll be honest, usually I do it on my phone. I just make a really quick note on my phone because I, you know, I don't want to turn on the lights again and get out my journal or my husband's already asleep. So I'll, um, just make a quick note on my journal and then transfer it in later. But I do try to write down just one thing that I'm grateful for that day, either something I did or something someone did for me or something I ate. That's an embarrassing amount or something my
0: kids said. And do you actually transfer it into like a gratitude journal or what ki- What kind of a journal do you use?
1: I've used different stuff over the years. Um, I did use a like a gratitude journal, but now I've gotten hooked on those um, five year in one journals where you just have a spot for one line every day. So I'll have five years worth of gratitude journals in one book.
0: I think they're called one sentence journals, right? yeah
1: um I have mine right here let me look one line a day a five-year memory book
0: and that's so doable that's so appealing to like one line a day um, yeah you know and yet yeah, you can capture some really sweet important things and not I mean and trivial things like right. you're grateful for the chocolate cake you got to eat that day <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can also write down a quote from your, ch- from your child or a f- magic moment from the day or anything that you were grateful for. One sentence.
1: And it's amazing to me how much one sentence or sometimes I'll do like three little bullets can really take me back to that time. Like, especially now that I have five years in the same journal, I can read from the previous year and I remember often. I remember the day and I remember the stage of life And it really does bring me a lot of joy, even just from one sentence.
0: That's awesome, which I think leads really well to our last takeaway. Laura and I were brainstorming before the podcast, and we decided that our last takeaway was just going to be just to remember that something is better than nothing. I feel like journaling is one of these topics that people are like, I'm not good at it. It makes me feel guilty that I don't do it. And how could I ever catch up? That's something else that people say to me. I haven't journaled for years. And so I would have to go back in time and recreate and tell. And I'm like, no, you do not. Start today. Like, Don't try to recreate the last several years. Start with today and remember that something is better than nothing, even if it's just one sentence. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Laura?
1: Yeah, I think that often I get sucked into this as well. We think like, it needs to be just the right thing. We need a beautiful book. We want it to be at a perfect time where we won't be interrupted, and it doesn't. I don't think how we record these memories really matters. It doesn't matter whether it's digital or in a book or in an ugly three-ring binder. How does not matter nearly as much as what we are recording, and that we're recording it. Right. So. I'm always I'm so guilty of when I finish a journal, like when I finish the book, I kind of lose my momentum for a while because I want to find a pretty new book or should I tweak my system at all? And I have to say, like, just stop, just like go to Target, buy a journal and just start again right now. And don't don't stress about it too much because it doesn't matter. All that matters is capturing these moments so that we don't lose them.
0: Right. And so I asked Laura before we started if she would feel comfortable sharing something from her journal. And um, she just opened, like she just went to her journal and looked back to this day. How long ago, Laura? Two years ago. Two years ago. So, and um, she's going to read it to us. She's happy to share. So how old was Luke?
1: Luke would have been um, almost two.
0: Okay. So let's hear this day in history, two years ago, what you captured.
1: All right. One thing before I start, sorry to tantalize it, is I often do bullet points in my journal. So I have the page says Luke at the top, and then I just have bullet pointed stories. So sometimes I don't even use complete sentences, but I did this day. So that should make it a little easier to read. So this was my almost two-year-old at the time. Luke is obsessed with trash cans. He's always liked throwing things away, but he has taken it to a whole new level lately. He wakes up in the morning and first things, asks for the clack clack. Everywhere we go, he gleefully points out clack clacks. Big ones, small ones, dumpsters, you name it. When he's sad during church, Sam takes some trash can hunting. We went up and down every aisle at Costco yesterday just to see him shriek with glee at the sight of the clack clack at the end of the aisle. <laughs> the other day, he was upset for our babysitter, and when I texted her to see if he had calmed down, she said, oh yeah, right away. I just took him outside to throw something away in the trash can. <laughs> um, I finally bit the bullet and bought a pricey trash can that locks after a remote went mysteriously missing. 20 bucks says it's in the clack clack.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah,
1: such a fun. I had remembered that he loved trash cans, of course. That was like iconic. But um, I had forgotten about how how we would literally just spend hours at Costco looking for them. And, you know, it just made me smile the minute you asked me to look look that up. It just made me smile, made me happy.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's so, there's so many reasons to journal. Um, Like Luke will love hearing that story someday and laugh about it when he's older. And he'll be so grateful that you took the time to capture some memories of what he was like at these different ages, um, mm-hmm. But it also is so fun for the mother to to have a reason to notice these mm. fun, really unique things about our kids. And the more that you write them down, I think the more that you notice them. Would you say that that's true?
1: Oh, definitely. And I, um, my husband is not a journaler at all. He like, but I will. He often will say to me, "Hey." put this on your note. He wants me to write it down. So it, um, it helps him notice as well. Like even on Sundays, sometimes I'll holler down the stairs like, Hey, is there anything I should write in my journal? And he'll have this long list and we will just laugh about like the silly things that has been happening in our lives. And, um, it draws us closer as a couple and closer as a family.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's so easy in motherhood to just focus on the negatives Right. You know, like, especially at hard ages, these little ones, the tantrums, teenagers, if they're defiant, if they're rebellious, you know, it's like, but if you can isolate some magic moments, some funny quotes, some great memories and write them down, it kind of helps to magnify those things for you. So everything doesn't seem hard. Right. And I do think we've
1: talked so much about capturing like memories of our children, But I do have um, entries in here as well that are just about me. And I think that that's important too, that um, our our kids are also going to want to know what we were like so that someday when they're an overwhelmed, stressed out mom, maybe it will bring them some comfort to read about a time when I was really overwhelmed or when I was having a hard time and to know that It worked out and I still loved being a mom, even though there were days that I didn't really love it so much. So I do feel like you just just capturing all those emotions, the joy, the um, exhaustion, whatever it might be. I just love that
0: I have a snapshot of of my life at this stage. Definitely. Well, even though you think that you're not an expert, It sure sounds like you're doing a very good job. So thank you for coming on and sharing these takeaways with us. And I hope that those of you listening have been inspired to just do something. Something is better than nothing. This week, start writing some things down. And remember our other takeaways to use technology to help you, be that a note in your phone or one of these services that we talked about, chat books or keepsake. Um, Or even just typing your journals. Remember, technology can be a huge help. You don't have to be sitting in a field with a beautiful notebook. And also, number two, to have a set time or trigger. So maybe this week you could look around and look at your routines and just identify what would be a good trigger for you that would remind you to write a few things down. Even if that's just writing down a few bullet points on a sheet of paper or one sentence in a five-year journal. Remember, takeaway number three, something is better than nothing. Laura and I really hope that you enjoyed episode two of the 3 and 30 podcast for moms, and I hope you'll let us know your ideas for easy ways to capture memories of motherhood. Find me on Instagram at 3 and 30 podcast and share what you do in your home to journal or to keep records in some way. I have a 3 and 30 Facebook page where I'll post links to each episode, but I think Instagram is probably where I'll be focusing my energy to build the 3 and 30 community. This past week, I did some stories and even a live video with some additional ideas that went along with last week's podcast about getting unmotivated kids to help. I hope you found that helpful, and if you did, I would love to keep doing that every week. If you do already follow, can you tag a few friends on a post and invite them to join too? I find that this is most effective when you actually write something like, I love this new podcast and thought of you, instead of just tagging their name. I loved reading your ideas and successes last week, and I was frankly amazed by your creativity in applying what you learned in the podcast to your home and your children. You are doing great work, moms. Whether you know it, whether you journal it, you really are. I can't wait to meet you and learn from you on Instagram. And I hope that you have a great week with your family.